podcast where we talk about all things related to running and really great food. Hello and welcome to the Up and Running podcast. My name is Paul Ventura and I am your host. This is episode number 31. For this episode, I wanted to focus on winter running tips. It's that time of year, we're in the month of December, and January is right around the corner. And so it's colder, at times it's raining, and if we're traveling to the local mountains, it's even snowing there. And this was the case just this past Monday. I had a training run planned, and so I didn't want to deviate from that running plan. But I knew since it was raining, I was going to need to gear up. I was going to need to put on the proper running gear so that I would be warm, dry, and simply comfortable out on the run. And that's what this is all about, right? So one of the main things that can derail us from our training training runs is the weather. And if we're not properly attired and we're not prepared for going out in either cold or wet weather, that can end up having our run cut short. And that's something that we, we don't want. So planning is really a key component here. It really doesn't take all that much to plan, but that extra time that you do take up front to lay out what you're going to put on and, um, you know, just even looking at the weather is some of those, those are the key steps that you really should take. So let me talk now about how I prepare. Um, And I start by using my iPhone and more specifically the weather app that's on the iPhone. So I'm going to talk about that real quick. Every single iPhone, and this is the same for all phones, smartphones that are out there, there's weather apps on them. In my case, I have an iPhone, so I use the weather app that comes standard with the iPhone. You know, and you know, if you wonder, if you've ever wondered where that data comes from that's powering that app, it actually on every iPhone is is being powered by the weather channel. So all of the source data that's coming in is coming from the weather channel. Uh, website essentially from the folks at the weather channel so if you're in a particular city and the default when you open it up isn't there it's very simple to find your city just by scrolling to the bottom so you would swipe up it'll take you to the very bottom and you'll notice that there's a little plus sign at once you hit that plus sign it's going to give you a search bar and when the search bar comes up you can type in the name of your city that you want to get weather details for once you've done that you actually will get an hour-by-hour forecast for the next 24 hours. And this is a really nice feature that I like because, you know, I'm a morning runner, so I want to know what it looks like out there during the time that I'm out running. So that's what I go to specifically is let's say I want to get out and run at 7 a.m. I'm going to look at what the temperature and what the climate is like and what's going on, you know, between like 7 and 8.30. So that's the block I'm looking at. So that's what I do. Um, If you scroll down, once you're looking at your app and you're looking at that hour by hour forecast, it's going to allow you to get a lot more data. So like I mentioned, you scroll down, you'll get the high for the day, the low for the day, the relative humidity. Um, There'll be a, a percentage breakdown of the chance of rain or snow. It'll also give you a wind chill factor reading, which is really cool because 
let's say that the temperature outside is 47, but you're, you have some wind going on, it'll actually tell you what it feels like. And that's important because that might be the difference between adding one extra layer or not. And it's also going to give you an air quality status update, which recently here in California has been really important because we've had a string of uh, you know, brush fires all throughout the area over the past few months. And there have been days where air quality has been poor. And um, so that's something to definitely take into account is what's that air quality look like? Is it is it good or is it a day that I might have to treadmill at that day? So that's how I start off is I always look at my app. I try to figure out what I'm going to need based on the weather conditions and so, as I had mentioned before, it's going to determine if I put on an extra layer or for that matter, am I going to need a long sleeve shirt? Is that all I'm going to need? Or will I need to put a jacket on top of that? Am I going to need gloves, etc.? So on Monday, when I went out for my run, as I mentioned, it was raining and it was 47 degrees. So that's cold for me living here in Southern California. And to top it off, it was wet. So I chose to layer my clothes so I wanted to stay warm and dry because I know for me, that makes a big difference when I'm out on the run. And that particular day, I ran five miles. It was a five-mile training run. So over the years, I've come up with, you know, for me, what are good solutions to run comfortably so I can get that run done and I don't get derailed because I'm encountering discomfort, right? Um, what are the different kinds of discomfort that can happen during the rain when you may not have the proper gear on? Well, maybe you're wearing something that doesn't quite fit you right. Or, you know, maybe there is a, um, a collar on a shirt that you're wearing that you end up, you know, into the mile, first mile, you're fidgeting with it, right? So it might be bothering you. It's rubbing you on the neck or some other part. And then you end up kind of messing with that the whole time that you're out there on the run. And that's not comfortable and that's not fun. And it definitely is taking away from the enjoyment of your run while you're having to kind of just mess with this thing. Uh, another thing that can make things uh, less enjoyable is if you're just simply too hot. So sometimes we can put on too much and then we're roasting out there on the run. And, and you know, it's not always the simplest thing to just pull the thing off and then place it somewhere. And we don't always want to place maybe... Um, hundred dollar jacket on a fence somewhere and you know hope that it's still going to be there later because uh, sometimes they're not so we want to also keep in mind am i putting on something that i'm not going to have to mess with or maybe even discard on the run and then have to come back through and pick it up again so for me personally what's most important is that i keep my upper body warm so that might be the case for you too uh, a lot of runners, we don't really concern ourselves as much about our, our legs or our lower, lower extremities because once we get running and we, we get warmed up, we don't, really, we don't really feel it so much, right? The cold air on our legs isn't maybe as cold anymore. And uh, maybe we don't really want to have something that's going to be hot um, down on our legs because, like I said, it's hard to pull a pair of pants off and put them on a fence post somewhere. So oftentimes you'll see runners with just shorts on, even if it is a bit cold. And the other uh, option is um, running tights, right? So you, you see a lot of people wearing running tights. Um, I do the same. If it's a dry, colder day, I will wear running tights. Um, but if it's a rainy day, I, I typically don't because I don't like the feel of wet running tights. Um, so a, a lot of you are nodding right now and 
saying, yeah, I, I hate that as well. Um, so a lot of times we just don't do that on a rainy day. And this was the case um, earlier this week here. I did not run with running tights. So like I mentioned, what's more important for me is my upper body to stay warm there. Um, but another really important thing for me to keep dry on wet, rainy runs is my shoes. So, you know, keeping my shoes dry as long as possible uh, on that run is really an important thing. I, I try to control as much as I can. Sometimes we simply can't and our shoes get wet really fast or really quickly into the run. And then we just kind of have to deal with it. But I'm going to talk a little bit about just some things that are very, very simple to just keep your shoes as dry as long as possible on the run. And again, all this translates into um, the run being much more enjoyable. In the case of keeping your shoes dry, that also translates to um, not getting blisters. Because once your socks get wet, you're going to create friction and you end up oftentimes with blisters on your feet, which nobody wants. So some of the simple ways um, to keep your shoes dry are, one, avoid puddles. So if you're out and you're running and you have a choice between asphalt and over grass, which definitely holds more moisture, and or dirt, which will cause a lot of puddles because those low-lying areas on a dirt trail are going to accumulate water and, of course, create puddles. So, and like I mentioned, sometimes you can't avoid it, but if you can, um, I would definitely opt for trying to run on surfaces that are not going to cause you to Put your whole toe into a, a puddle of water or the top of your foot um, and that's what I did in my last rainy run I avoided as many low-lying areas as I could and I did I kept my my shoes pretty dry up until about mile four well of course they got fairly wet um, but those first you know three and a half or so miles uh, I was extremely comfortable so one of the other tips that you can use to help keep your, sh your shoes a little more dry, and this sounds um, kind of odd, but it does help, um, and any little thing can help, is actually wearing a hat. So wearing a brimmed hat will actually help keep your, your feet a little bit more dry because it's going to deflect the rain that's coming straight down. Um, you know, if it's, if it's a sideways rain, that's a different story, but if it's just a normal rain where it's coming down, you'll get a little of that deflection off of the brim of your hat and it's going to more or less go off to the sides, left, right, versus straight down onto the tops of your feet. So um, that's just a little tip has helped me keep my shoes a little bit drier on rainy days um, is even just wearing something simple like a hat. So there's another tip there uh, that can help you. And let's talk now about some other really simple things. Um, so I've been running for a long time now, about 29 years. Another thing that I've come across is, you know, we all have running watches that we use a lot. We're looking at our splits. We're not monitoring the total time out on the run. Um, we're also looking at just maybe what time is it? What's the time of day? And, you know, at that moment that we're happen to be looking, looking down on our watch. So on a rainy day, you have a couple things working against you. One is the water that will pool on the surface of your watch, which can make it a little harder to read. And then the second one is um, if we're layering our clothing, you know, your watch might be 
under two or three layers of clothes. So when you're going to reach for your watch to look at your split or any other piece of data that you're looking at, you, you've got to literally dig it out under two or three layers of material and kind of pull back your sleeve and you got to deal with all of that while you're running. So it may sound small, but it can be a little bit frustrating when all you want to do is relax and zone into the music you're listening to and um, and do your run. Or maybe you're group running and you're, you're chatting as you're walking and here you are trying to figure out and work through situation with your watch. So a really, really simple tip is just to actually wear your watch on the outside of your sleeve. Um, and if you've never done that, Try it. Try it. It's, it's, it's a great little tip. It's also really good on cold weather days because it, it creates a natural insulation for your sleeve. So it's, um, it's going to tighten up your sleeve and no cold air is going to run up it or water for that matter. So try just attaching your wristwatch on the top of your sleeve. And so now it makes it extremely easy, right? Like you come up on your first or second mile split. And now you just have to look down and it's right there. Um, I oftentimes will wear gloves during wet or cold weather. So uh, I might have a few droplets on the screen and all I do is wipe them off. And once I do that, I can easily read it clearly. Um, So gloves are a good tip. Or you can also use your your opposite sleeve and just run, run it across the top. And there you are. You have a clear screen again. So these are really what sound really basic because they are tips, but they really can help improve the experience when you're out on a run, especially if you're running a long run. So if you're coming up on eight, 10 or more miles, this stuff really matters um, because the last thing you want is to accumulate all these little hindrances along the way. Um, You really want that run to be as smooth as possible. And that'll come with just a little upfront planning. So I talked a moment ago about wearing a brim hat and some of the benefits that you get from that and just helping keeping your your shoes just a little bit drier. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the benefits of wearing a hat and specifically um, a hat that I've been wearing. I wanted to highlight it. So wearing a brimmed hat while you're running in the rain also gives you another benefit of better visibility. So when the rain's coming down, you know, even you're not wearing a hat or you're not wearing a hood, uh, then you find yourself blinking a lot, right? Because now you got to wipe the rain off your forehead, which then runs down into your eyes. And you find yourself with uh, your arm up in your face and wiping the rain off constantly. So wearing a brimmed hat is a really simple way to just keep that rain out of your eyes, uh, which ultimately helps you stay more focused on your run. And it's also going to help keep you warmer overall because it's going to help keep your head warmer simply by keeping your head dry and again, keeping that rain out of your face. So I've been running with a particular hat. It's made by Nike and I will feature this on my Instagram page and I'll also link up in the show notes um, a place where you can track this hat down and pick one up if if you want to do that. So this hat is uh, Nike's trail running hat. And it features their dry fit technology. So whether you're running out in the rain or you're running in hot weather, it vents very well and it dries quickly. So in hot weather, 
you're going to find the same, right? It's ventilated. Uh, if you're sweating a lot, it's going to it's going to find you'll find that it's drying very fast. So this hat has a large Velcro strap, and it allows you to adjust the size very easily. It also features a low-rise top, so the brim sits low above your eyes, which I like a lot. That gives me more shade also when there's a lot of sunshine. The brim is also wider than most hats, and it sits straight across, so you get the benefit of good sweat absorption, and it also provides great shade like I mentioned before. So take a look on my Instagram page. You'll see pictures of this hat. It comes in different colors. Um, the one I chose is black. And um, so I really like this hat a lot. Now, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is just layering. And so when I did this last run, when it was 47 degrees and raining, you know, I started by layering with the very base layer. And that base layer was a, a tech shirt. So for those who may not be familiar with what are called tech shirts, tech shirts are simply shirts that are a blend of polyester and cotton, and sometimes they're blended with spandex material. So it's basically a, a fabric that's been blended together, and the benefits of these shirts are that they're lightweight, they're moisture wicking, and they're really comfortable to run in. So, you know, if you don't have any tech shirts, you can find them at any running store. And the first thing you're going to notice about these shirts over your traditional cotton shirts is their, the way they fit, the way they feel, and just the overall comfort. Um, but like on a hot day, you'll notice that your the sweat actually will wick away. And it is just not going to weigh you down and stick to you. It's going to still move with you. And that's a big deal. So on top of the tech shirt, I wore a Nike half zip running pullover. So this pullover also features Nike's dry fit technology. And it also has this cool feature where there's these slit thumb holes on the cuffs. And these are great because on a cold day, they provide extra warmth and coverage. And they all this particular half zip features a mock neck collar. And I like mock neck collars on my running apparel because they allow me to adjust them and give my neck a little bit more coverage against the cold. So they kind of like sit right up underneath my, my chin, which uh, I like a lot. So the last layer that I wore was a Columbia waterproof outer shell. This particular jacket that I have is called the Watertight 2 jacket. It's lightweight, packable. It features OmniTech, which is Columbia's waterproof, breathable fabric. And it really does work to keep you dry. But what's nice is that you don't get so hot that you just have to peel this jacket off on your run. So the jacket also features an adjustable hood, which I definitely used on Monday. And it gave me extra waterproof protection for my head. The hood features an adjustable abrasion-resistant chin guard. And this came in really handy for me um, because it was cold and it was windy. So it kept the wind off my chin, which translates into keeping my face warm. Um, so that's something I like to have too. And the jacket also features Omni heat inside the liner of the jacket. So it has this reflective liner, which reflects body heat and again, keeps me warm. 
So the last feature that I really like about this jacket is that it features adjustable cuffs. And what's nice is they're Velcro, so you can tighten them or loosen, loosen them as needed. But it keeps the, the cold and the wet from coming up your arms. So this might seem like a, there's a lot to think about, you know, in terms of staying warm on runs. But the real key is, again, staying warm and dry comes down to the gear that you're selecting. And investing in the right gear will make a world of difference in you being comfortable and focused on those runs even in not so perfect weather. And now a short musical clip for what I'm calling going forward, the zone. is your one-stop shop for great tasting and healthy food. Acai bowls, fresh pressed juices, and coffee are all on the menu. Some of the new items on the menu are avocado toast, chutney avocado toast, and their Anaheim bowl. This is a build-your-own oatmeal bowl. You get your choice of three toppings on this one. Stop in today or after your next run with the Anaheim Hills Run Crew. So I want to talk now about a shirt made by Mizuno that I've been running in for the past couple of months and I really, really enjoy it. So I want to recommend it to all my listeners. This particular shirt is called the Inspire Men's Running Shirt. They also make it for women as well. And so what do I like about this particular shirt? Well, this shirt comes in both a short and long sleeve version. I have both. And it features a multi-purpose performance fabric blend. This blend is made of polyester and cotton, so that makes it a tech shirt. So the shirt wicks moisture really well, and what I really like about it is how it fits. So this particular shirt fits snug both in the arms, wrists, and chest area for me. And it moves really well without having too much play in the shirt. You know, like extra fabric over down by the sides, on the sides. Um, so that's nice because that extra fabric that it doesn't have, given that it fits snugly, doesn't catch any wind or flap when I run. It also has a loop feature in the back. So right at the back of the neck area, there's this little like kind of plastic rubber um, loop. And that loop is designed for your headphones. And what you do is you run your headphone wire through the back of that loop and so your headphones won't get caught up in your hands or your arms while you're running. How many times have you been running and all of a sudden your thumb will catch your headphone wire and then it ends up popping your headphone completely out of your ear. So then you're fidgeting with your, your earbud and you're putting it back in. Of course, if you're running with AirPods, you don't have to worry about any of that. 
because they're wireless. Um, but for a lot of people out there, we still are like me, running with wired headphones. And uh, so having a little loop like that is really beneficial to run the wire through. This shirt, the Inspire running shirt, can be ordered directly from Mizuno's website at a cost of $30. And in terms of how it fits, the shirt runs pretty true to size. And what's nice too is that the website has a sizing chart to make ordering really simple and you can see exactly what, what size is best for you. So I just wanted to pass on um, something that I've been running in myself. Like I mentioned the past couple of months, I have both the short and the long sleeve version of this shirt. And um, it's a shirt that I like a lot and wanted to pass on to you. That's crazy good. And now I get to talk about something everybody loves, and that's really great food. So for today's episode, I wanted to feature the Kolachi Factory. Kolachi, spelled K-O-L-A-C-H-E. Have you ever had one? Do you know what it is? Well, I hadn't until about six years ago when my family and I were on a road trip from Austin, Texas to Dallas, Texas, and we stopped off Highway 35 at a small roadside bakery in a town called West Texas. That's the name of the town, West Texas. So what are kolaches? Kolaches are these wonderful pastries that are filled with fruit or meat, and they're amazing. I hadn't had a kolache since I moved back to California from Texas in a long time. But recently, I discovered I could get them right here in Orange County, California, from a great place called the Kolache Factory. The Kolache Factory is located in Tustin, California. When you walk into the Kolache Factory, your eyes will light up. Because just behind the counter are these bins that are filled with freshly baked kolaches. And it smells great too. And you'll want to try more than one, so be sure you do. So here's what I had when I went just recently. And I wanted to try a couple different ones. So I started with their barbecue brisket. And the other one I chose was the sausage, egg, and cheese kolaches. Let me tell you, they were both crazy good. Let's start with the barbecue brisket kolache. Imagine a warm, oval-shaped, golden brown, soft, doughy, round ball filled with a savory, sweet, and tangy brisket. And they topped the brisket with sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce on it. Oh man, it was crazy good. Now let's move on to the sausage, egg, and cheese. So it's the same outer pastry dough that's used in the barbecue brisket one. And when you bite into it, your teeth sink into the soft dough. And then inside is warm sausage, fluffy eggs, and hot melted cheese. Mmm, it's a gooey pocket of goodness. Now how many of these should you get to fill up? Well, I had three of them. And I was pretty satisfied. You can order a dozen of these mixed kolaches when you get there, which is really nice because you get to try a sampling of all of their different ones. 
So let me give you a very quick sampling of what they actually have there. So they have, of course, the ones I mentioned. And in addition to that, they have a bacon, egg, and cheese kolache. They have an Italian chicken. They have a Philly cheesesteak. I haven't tried that one, but that sounds really good. They have a pizza kolache. They have a sausage and gravy. And they have one they call the sunshine. They also have a potato, egg, and cheese. And that's not even all of them. Because I have not talked about the fruit kolaches. So they also have a really good selection of fruit kolaches. Everything from apricot to peach to cherry. And so a lot of different varieties. They also have a cream cheese. And then for the holiday season, they have the heavenly walnut kolache. For those of you that like things a little bit more spicy... They have a jalapeno popper kolache and they have a sausage jalapeno and cheese kolache. They also have one called the Polish Texas Hot. So I haven't had that either, but that sounds really good because I like Polish, Polish sausage and I, I don't mind it if it's spicy. So the kolache factory, uh, they also serve coffee there. So, you know, you can have coffee with your your pastry version of the kolache, uh, or you can have it like I did with the kolaches that are filled with meat and cheese and other great things in them. So, you know, just a little tip, when you when you order a dozen of these, they will ask you at the register if you want them warmed. I recommend you get it warmed because they just, to me, taste even better when they're warm. Um, or if you take them home, you can do the same. You can put them in your toaster oven or even in your microwave. For You don't need much time. You can warm them up. And then when you order a dozen of these, they give it to you in a box. And it kind of looks like a, like a small um, donut box. And what they'll do is they'll flip open the top. And they will actually just take a pen. And then they'll write out like a little grid of like what it is that's in the actual box because they all look exactly the same. So you wouldn't know which one you're grabbing just to look at them. So they will actually write down, uh, for example, um, you know, I got some barbecue ones. They wrote BBQ2 uh, and that was at the top. So then the sausage, egg and cheese under that separated by a line. And so when you flip open the top, it's just like a little um, legend, a little menu, if you will. And you know exactly which one's which. So if you happen to be getting these for other people and yourself, um, it's really easy to figure out what, what is what. So there you have it. I will put in the show notes, show notes the address of the Kalachi factory, which is located in Tustin, California. And you should definitely try them out. Um, they are a chain. So if you've seen them in other cities, um, it is the same one. Um, they have a franchise uh, of these kolache factories and they are originally from uh, headquartered in Katy, Texas. So, you know, I talked about having had kolaches for the first time in Texas. And so kolaches come from Czechoslovakia. And uh, in the late 1800s, there was a, a contingent of Czechoslovakian people who settled in central Texas. So that's the history of how the kolache made it into um into the Texas Texas sort of uh, food repertoire. Um, and so if you travel through Austin especially, 
there are kolache places all over the place. And um, so it's very, very common in, in Austin, Texas. And like I mentioned, you can you can come across um, kolaches in West Texas, and there are several right off the road. Um, Slovacex is a really great place if you happen to be, you know, traveling between Austin or Dallas. And uh, I will feature them specifically in an upcoming podcast, so stay tuned for that. Um, but with that, I wanted to leave you with the Kalachi Factory. And thank you again, as always, for tuning in. I really appreciate the support. If you like the show, if you like hearing about running this wonderful sport that so many of us participate in and enjoy, and you like it coupled with really great food places, um, then keep listening to the show and definitely tell others about it and have them tune in. This is how I can create awareness for the show and keep growing. And, um, you know, this is um, something that I've really enjoyed taking this journey through. I'm, I'm coming up on my second year of doing it and I've had an amazing time. Um, so I really enjoy that you're, you know, tuning in and, you know, give me some feedback. Send me a direct message on Instagram or email me at up and running podcast at gmail.com i'd love to hear your thoughts on it i'd love to hear if there's a place you'd love for me to feature Uh, i would definitely love to do that as well or if there's a topic in running obviously i touched on apparel and layering and winter running Uh, if you have an idea you'd love to hear about send it to me and we'll put it together for the show thanks so much and have a great run